thanks to those joining me live and to those that will be joining me on Archive. Make sure you throw a jab at the like button, special Tuesday edition of Hispanics Causing Panic. Panic. All right, make, make sure you guys tune in for that. This is the 32nd edition. Okay, this is the 20th of October. Me joined by Chief Funky and by, you know, Kano Local Sports. All right, that's right. And let me tell you, man, we're coast to coast now. Okay, we're from California, Texas, Florida, like coast to coast, HCP. All right, so sh shout out to you, Kano. And uh, also, you know, we're going to talk about the aftermath of the fight a little bit. We told you we're not done, and we're going to touch on that also. Shout out to the Leave It in the Ring Network, where you can listen in all podcast forms. All right, we also want to touch on Berlanga. Okay, what? You know, uh, yet another surprise, surprise, <laughs> first round dominating fashion stoppage, right? The Mexico City card, Estrada against, you know, Cuadras. We definitely want to touch on that. And also Gonzalez versus Gonzalez, mano y mano, going Juan on Juan. All right, that's right. We're going to touch on that one. Uh, Juan Manuel Martinez in the same card. And we'll learn a little bit about Puerto Rican fighters for sure. But that's it. We'll be back after. Round and round we go, wearing a pinche rabbit's foot for luck, just ahead of the fucking hounds. Q wall. Que vida es. Que loca vida, homie. Como decimos en México, hay que dejarnos de mamadas. No hay que. Los, cint los cinturones aquí se hacen a un lado. Hay que pelear por honor y por gloria nada más. I invite everybody to the ring. And like we say in Mexico, we don't fuck around. We don't, we, don't fight, we don't fight for rings and stuff like that. I don't fear anyone. En este deporte no se viene a jugar y no le tengo miedo a nadie. We don't come to play in this sport. I fear no one in this sport. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. What's going on, Chief Funky? I mean, man, you took over the Matrix. You became the Matrix. What's going on over here? Neon, like, this dude went to fight Neon Light for his pool with the money he made. Like, what's going on? You got Neon Light for your pool. Is that, is that what, what's going on right now? Look at this. You know it, baby. You know it. I took that I took that boy, and I told you guys, man. I told you he was going to do it. G-Funk put some money on the line. And let me tell you, baby, I'm looking good. Woo! What's going on, Gano Local Sports? First of all, tell everyone listening on my channel, and I'll leave it in the ring where they can find you. Man, Gano Local Sports, just like you see it, it will be on IG the same way, on Facebook the same way, on Twitter the same way, and on YouTube the same way. What's going on, everybody, and people on the chat? That's right, man. That, that's right. Hey right to it okay 
I think it's safe to say that all three of us try to talk people off the ledge. They don't want to listen, right? Right? Um, and by the way, shout out to everybody in the chat from Stormy B Man, Joe Lopez 40 Ounce, 92 Aku, NJ's Total Health and Wellness, uh, A Rod, you know, Rump PMT, Sonteo Media out there. How's it going? Chicana Prophet, Haplo Type, Young World, Jab my like button. We got a great show for you. I want to start with you, Connell. You know, as far as the fight goes, we, we've all kind of talked to death about the fight itself, but tell me about what you were feeling when you were watching this fight. You know, what was going through your mind as the fight progressed? I was getting happier and happier and happier because everything that I had spoken of that everybody laughed at me for was transpiring. The first seven rounds I had for Teofimo Lopez easily some people wanted to give the second round to lomachenko i questioned him uh uh Fimo outlanded him more than double in that round two that they wanted to try to give to him andre ward i don't know what he was drinking when he was over there he gave the first round to lomachenko and he didn't even throw a punch so anyways man now we can make an argument about round eight nine ten and eleven and those are only four rounds that you can argue Round 12, we all know if you're, you, you know, you Stevie Wonder told me that round 12 went to Teofimo Lopez as well. So, anyways, I was very excited, very happy. I went back to find the people that were laughing at me that called me a casual for saying that Teo, excuse me, Neofimo Lopez was going to do exactly what he did on that night. They were laughing at us like Noah. You know that uh, flood's coming for 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 Lomachenko. The flood's coming. Nah, nah, there ain't no flood coming. While well, the flood came and it went, and here we are. Neon lights over here. Yes. The neon light pool. Uh, uh <laughs> you know, Chief Bucky is really feeling. Look at this dude, man. Seriously. We all talked about the fight. We've broken it down. But what were you feeling, Chief Funky? When you were watching this fight, what was going through your mind? Well, as the fight went on, well, the first couple rounds, you know, I kind of expected Loma to come out and move a little bit more than we're used to seeing him. Uh, as soon as I seen uh, Diofimo Lopez putting that pressure, working behind the jab, I was like, okay, he's he's doing the right thing right now. He's moving him back. And I said it in my prediction. I told you guys. This guy, Lomachenko, is not the same guy on the back foot. He's just not, okay? And we saw it. It was proven Saturday night because he had the man running backwards pretty much all night, okay? I had it 7-0. to I was feeling real confident. Even <laughs> rounds go by, and I'm like, hey, I ain't seen this guy win a round yet. I mean, I don't know what these guys are talking about round two. The man landed like five punches that round, if that. Did nothing that round. He, the whole there was, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, look, I'm watching the fight right now as I'm talking to you guys. This guy did nothing that round. Why are people trying to say that? That no, that round did not go to him. Okay. Now he picked it up a little bit. Rounds nine through eleven. You know, he was letting his hands go a little bit, but you know what? He had no choice at that point. He had no choice but to try to sell out, and he was trying to knock Lopez out. He was throwing rabid punches. He was headbutting. You know, he's doing what he had to do. And you know what? I got to give Lomachenko some credit right here, right now. I didn't think he was going to be able to handle the power of Lopez. But, you know, I got to give him some credit. 
He stood in there. He took some hard shots. Although I did see him hurt at least two times in that fight. He was hurt definitely in the in the twelfth round, and he got hurt with a body shot at the end of the tenth round, and the, and the referee stepped in. Now that was a borderline shot. All right, these guys are trying to say he hit him in the balls and all this type of stuff. That shot was nowhere near that area. He hit him on the letters of the trunks. That's that's nowhere near that area that you guys want to act like he hit him. The man was hurt to the body. He got lucky that the ref stepped in because something might have happened right there. You just never know. But anyway, the fact that these guys are trying to say that he took over and started to hurt Lopez and started to wear him down, that's, that's ridiculous, man. I looked at the punch stats. Let me tell you something, man. The kids... The kids' punches went up from the round eight to the end of the fight. How is he being? How is he being worn down if he's throwing more punches in these rounds? He threw almost a hundred punches in round twelve. Okay, almost a hundred punches in that round. The man was not being broken down. Okay, let's stop the nonsense. Let's stop false narratives out there. Okay, the bottom line is this: G Funk. D-Style, Gano Local, the whole HCP familia. We was telling all of you about this kid, all right? And I dropped some money on him. Let me tell you, man, I got paid, baby. I got paid. And, he, I mean, don't ever question what we say again, all right? You talking to the Rolex wearing, the diamond <laughs> ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And let me tell you something. I'm having a hard time. Keeping these gators on, baby. Woo! <laughs> Man. And I'm not lying, bro. He didn't even brag about the neon lights. That's like nothing. You know, the, the, like the Rolex yeah. costume and the neon, neon lights. You know what I mean? That's right, so. Baby. That's Shout out to Stormy B, man, in the chat, though. Shout out to Stormy B, because me and him had a phone conversation before the uh, the fight, man. Uh, I, I was right, Stormy. Is that Silk? Uh, says Stormy. <laughs> you damn right it is. <laughs> you went all out, bro. He bought, he bought gifts for family members. Yeah. Like, dude, I swear to God, he bought everyone something except me. But it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. That's you know, all you know coming I mean? back to the show, baby. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, though, man. You guys are tuning in to the 32nd edition of Hispanics Causing Panic. Uh, the 20th of October. You know what I was feeling? Um, I got to tell you, I have to be honest. I was confident during the fight. I got a text from G-Funk. I think it said 7080 with a question mark. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, am I being biased here? Like, like, I think he's won seven straight rounds, you know? Like, yeah, I was like, it's, maybe it's me. I don't know. But I was asking people where I'm at. They're like, oh, Theo's winning for sure. And, um, Eighth round was competitive, and that's why I gave it to Loma because I felt so, like, biased that I had to give Loma a round at that point, you know? But, man, I, I was feeling good, man. I was feeling good. You know, I was having myself some, you know, you know some, you know, Dos Equis, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I was having a good time. Um, just, just, just watching this young kid who I told people I – I get to say, because I said it before the fight, okay? I told you he could box, okay? Mm-hmm. I saw him throw every textbook punch in the textbook book on these guys, on Diego Magdaleno, who's not a bum. He's a top 10 lightweight. Diego Magdaleno, like, you don't just destroy a Diego Magdaleno like that. He he clowned him. He, he just he, he embarrassed him, right? 
Try Shout to tell him. Shout out to Neon Eyes. What do you think of the Neon Pool, Neon Eyes? Look at this. <laughs> he wasn't as flat footed as, as everybody thought either, was he? Right, right. Yo, this is crazy, bro. Neon Pool and everything. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of these Loma dudes don't even show their face on camera. They don't have a pool like that. I like to see it. You know what I mean? Right? The only pool they've had is that little blue pool. You know, when we were kids and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had as a kid. I'm not gonna lie. That's all I had. I, right? had, a slip and, I had a slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, Loma was uh, uh, probing. Yeah, yeah, he was downloading information. Look, the AOL thing got old already, so I'm not gonna use that one anymore. Okay. Uh, but okay. You guys are failing to give Lomachenko some credit, okay? We are in the middle of a pandemic, people. He was social distancing for seven straight rounds, doing the responsible thing, and no one is giving him credit for social distancing away from someone who could <laughs> have had COVID. He was protecting himself from COVID. What do you say to that, Kano? Man, I say he was, man, collecting data, and when he downloaded it, it had a virus on it. He didn't like what he opened when he when he downloaded the data, man. It's corrupt, corrupt. I got to stay away from this. Bad, bad, bad. He, he, was in, he knew it. Early in that fight, he knew it. People are saying he started late. He didn't start late. It was, it was Teofimo that made him start late. You know what I'm saying? He was hurting them, man. Them punches, you could see every time he hit Lomachenko, even if he missed and hit him in the arms, it was moving. He could move Lomachenko. Lomachenko was like, oh, shit, hold up. He Hang felt on. He felt yeah, it. he said, I'm going to have to do something different here. You know what I'm saying? And all that fancy movement that I told y'all was not as fancy. Every time he tried to do that and move to the side like that, Teofimo moved right there with him. And I, I'm right here. We ain't going nowhere. I try to tell y'all he's not as flat-footed as y'all say he was. I try to tell y'all he was athletic. I try to tell y'all he had good ring IQ. I try to tell y'all he could box. But y'all didn't want to listen. So here you go. And here it is. Well, did you Let's see the footwork? It, it was beautiful, man. He was pivoting with him, taking away no all that nonsense. Movement. No wasted movement. A lot of wasted movement by Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Right? Dude, like, you don't have to do the river dance to, to have footwork. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't you don't have to be like you know we're not at the club. Like you know what I mean? Like you don't have to twerk to show that you have footwork. Okay, all right. Like all you gotta do is you know utilize your feet. Some guys don't hop around; they glide in the ring, and that's what this kid does. Okay, he'll glide, and also keeping that that mid range, you know. Tell me this makes sense to you, Connell. When you fight at mid-range, when you keep that mid-range pressure, you don't get too close to the guy. You stay about two, three feet away from him. You don't give him an opportunity to hold. You don't give him an opportunity to stuff your punches, okay? That 20 by 20 ring might as well be an 18 by 18, okay? Because he doesn't have a lot of move, movement around. A lot of people, they just don't understand that, dude, okay? He kept placing his feet in the right area to where he yeah. couldn't do a lot of that. It's just a lot of technique going on in there. Shout out to Boxing Algarete. That's my uh, brother from FNBC. Shout out to Black and Brown Boxing. A-Rod. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Black uh, Black and Brown Boxing on here. And shout out to Storm. Speaking of Stormy, check out his show, Andy Eye of the Storm. Subscribe to Stormy B-Man. That's it, Stormy B-Man. 
There you go. You can subscribe to his channel. Make sure you guys do that. He does a Tuesday tussle on Tuesdays as well. So check him out. Uh, we'll be coming on here on Tuesdays after his show. Okay. Um, also on Thursday, we'll be doing a leave it in the ring panel. Stay tuned for that, man. Another great panel. Make sure you guys show up. Okay. Uh, before we continue, I want to give a big shout out to Blood Boxing, working on the Salvador Sanchez documentary. Right, let's give a quick preview and we'll get some thoughts after this. Salvador Sanchez Chava was not only born to fight, but also destined for greatness. From Santiago Dangistenko, Mexico, a pueblo that still has Aztec Empire culture instilled in it. It's about an hour from the historic city of Tenochtitlan, current day Mexico City. Salvador Sanchez was a reincarnation of an Aztec warrior built for tribal wars of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Salvador Sanchez was a gift from the boxing gods, but one that they selfishly wished to only share for so long. Sanchez returned pro at the young age of 16. The year was 1975. Salvador's parents was not happy about their son's decision to turn pro. They were also not happy about Salvador's decision to drop out of school. Sanchez was 16 when he dropped out of school. One of the reasons Sanchez was in a rush to turn pro was to help his family and eventually his parents would support his decision to turn pro. Later, they would enjoy his successes in the ring. His mother taped a cross inside of his shoes made from a palm branch. She would do this before every one of his fights. This had to do with his mother's religious beliefs. All right. So... Really quick, man, I want to let you guys know Retro Boxing and Documentaries, that is Blood. Subscribe to his channel and make sure you watch that documentary when that comes out. Easiest way to catch it, just make sure you subscribe. That's it, okay? Um, great stuff. Any quick thoughts on Salvador Sanchez, Chief Funky? No, I just, uh, you know, we've talked about him a lot here on HCP. Um, you know, we, we made our top 11 Mexican fighters of all time. We both had him at number one for good reason. And um, it's unfortunate what happened to him. He was only here for just, you know, 20 plus years and that's it. But uh, make sure you guys subscribe to uh, retro boxing documentaries. Um, that's going to be some good stuff, man. So make sure you do that. Yeah, man, definitely. Any quick thoughts on Salvador Sanchez, uh, Cano? Man, hell of a fighter, man. I mean, you got to understand, this guy, if we're talking about this, you know, he only had one loss, and it was real early in his career, man. And, man, I mean, he TKO'd a Super Nelson, the likes of Super Nelson, and uh, maybe he's got some great victories on his resume, man. I, and I, I, Puerto Rican, Gomez, you know, you know, you know I don't really want to. I wasn't going to mention that. I wasn't going to mention that. I wasn't going to go there, but, yeah. It's a shame what happened, though, man. I can't wait to see the full documentary on that. Yeah, most definitely, man. And um, and I'll tell you right now, a lot of guys that were – look, 
to the guys that picked Loma, we're respectful about it. I've already come out. You know, they're gracious in defeat. I mean, that's no fun, but 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 at least, you know, it is what it is. But, man, a lot of the disrespectful dudes, they just haven't shown up, man. You know what I mean? Usually when someone tells you, you better be here after my guy wins, usually they're projecting, and that's usually them, okay, at the yep. end of the day. Okay, they're, they're projecting on you. Like, I haven't, I, I haven't gone anywhere in 10 years, dude. Where am I going to go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why am I suddenly going to disappear? Because because my fighter didn't win. You know, like, that's just, that's that's whatever to me. When, when a, I get a pick wrong, it's like, boom. It bounces off of me, off of me like nothing. Okay? You know why? What is that? You know why? Because it's really not our fighters. We're just making a prediction to them. That's their fighter. I'm a fan of boxing, not the boxer. So, you know, when you make your predictions, you make it based on, at least for me, I do a lot of film study. I'm actually in the gym a lot with uh, pro fighters. So I'm going to study technique and see what works and what doesn't work and what meshes with what. So when I make a prediction, I'm making it based off of that. Sure, it's not always going to be 100%. They got to go in there and do what they got to do. But I'm making my pick based on what I what I see on film. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I agree with that. You know what I mean? I have no attachment to these fighters like that. I have my favorites. I have the ones that I'm rooting for. But at the end of the day, bro, it, it's, it is what it is. Like, once the gladiators are done, one one's victorious, and that's it. Yep. You know? Give credit to the guy that wins and move on. But, hey, they got a new one now. Gano? The shoulder. Oh, his shoulder was hurt. Oh, no, no, no. You have to get a shot. Oh, let me get this straight. Wait, wait a minute. He got a therapeutic use exemption? Is that what you guys are telling me right now? <laughs> Is that what he He got a therapeutic use exemption. He got to put something on him so he doesn't feel pain. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, man. When George Foreman told me on the screen, I was just a little boy at the time, that no one goes 100% into a fight, I believed him. Because I think George probably knows what he's talking about. You know? Just a hunch. And There's he's not just the only no way. Yeah, there's just no Nobody, way you can't you can go into a fight like that. Yeah. Hey, Kano, you worked with a lot of fighters. You know a yes. lot of fighters. Yes. How often does a fighter go 100% with nothing nagging them at all to a fight? I haven't yet to see it. I have yet to see it. They're all going to have some kind of nicks on them. Once you sign that contract and you're fighting, put all that to the side. You're always going to be nicked up. you if folks don't understand that they're not 100% going into a fight, they never are. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Like, like I, he, he told Lampley, my, like, Lampley brought up, uh, hey, George, you told me, I don't know if it was off the record or not, but it, you told me about one time you, that your hand hurt and rumors came out that your hand was hurting. Was it hurt? He said, yes. But what you do when they asked you, I said, I said, I just smiled and said, my hand is fine. You know, because you know, I mean, – and he said, because I'm sure my opponent had something bothering him, you know. I go back. Yeah. That same fighter, Teofimo, had a torn Achilles that nobody talks about because it doesn't get publicized or put in the media. When he fought Nakatami, he had a torn Achilles. Yeah. Went 12 rounds with him. Mm. Didn't gas out or nothing. Won the fighter. Still did a flat backflip with his torn Achilles. Which... No Am I the only one that kind of wants him to stop with the backflip? Like, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> not like he should stop. Get a little action yeah. when he does it. <laughs> now, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was more worried about when he did the flip than any round against against Loma. 
You know, like, Absolutely. whoa, 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 don't fuck up your ankle. Don't become a meme, bro. Imagine, like, he beats Loma, does a backflip and hurts his ankle or something and falls down. It's like, ah, like, Vince McMahon, like, he can't stand <laughs> up and shit. That would have been, the, like, dude, come on. I'm she thinking that's why his Achilles was bad to begin with, because he kept doing that shit. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. You know what I mean? Hey, but Chief Funky, what do you think, man, about the shoulder thing coming out, bro? Le, le, le duele el hombro. Me duele. Me duele mucho. Sana, uh, sana, is... colita de rana. Just do that, bro. You'll be yeah. good. That's what we do. We don't get therapeutic use exemptions. But what do you think, Chief Funky? Right. Sana, sana, little uh, Vicks. Rub some Vicks on it, and he'll be okay. You know, like, like, Get this guy out of here with this, man. All of a sudden, the shoulder injury now. Look, I'll tell you what, man. I'll start a GoFundMe for, for Lomachenko, okay? We'll, 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 collect them, we'll collect money, and we'll, we'll get him a flight so we can go over there to the Philippines with Manny Pacquiao. And he can go swim in those salt waters over there that healed his shoulder, all right? Because it's nonsense, okay? Nonsense. Get out of here with that, man. This guy did not have no shoulder injury, okay? The numbers speak for themselves. I've been looking at the punch stats all day long. The majority of the punches that this guy threw in the fight were jabs. And oh. guess what? Guess what? He's a southpaw. That means that that right jab was going all night long, man. Miss me with that nonsense, man. He seemed to be throwing a jab. Just That was his best punch of the fight, really. More consistent yeah. punch of the fight. Yeah. Okay, Dilo, uh, what's going on, bro? I appreciate the sport just checking in. I was nursing my shoulder. He said... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, I think by the end of the fight his shoulder was hurt though, but that's because Teofimo was hitting it. Caused yeah. by Teofimo. I mean, hey man, this is this is Connell. I want to ask you. A lot of people were telling me before this fight, all Theo has is a right hand. What's he gonna do if he can't land the right hand? When they say right hand, they're not literally talking about the hand. They're talking about. I'm, 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 I, I believe either override or straight, right? This kid has a straight right, a over, overhand right. He's got a hook. He's got a right uppercut. He's got a jab, okay? I haven't really seen him really utilize the lead uppercut, but that's okay. He already has a wide variety of punches, okay? Maybe he does have a mean lead uppercut. Uh, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, but this kid has... One punch knockouts with his hook, with his right hand. He has – people were telling me he's a headhunter, but he, but he stopped guys going to the body, okay? Mm. He put a beating on a lot of guys, Diego Magdaleno, to the body. He knocked out another guy to the body. And when he lands, he has one punch knockouts with either hand where these guys just drop to the ground, like, like lifeless bodies, Okay. Why were people telling us he only has the right hand? What's going on? They, 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 they don't study the game. They always see this one little knockout and don't bother to look at any other film of the fights. This guy has every tool in the bag. The problem is that it's not a problem. What it is is people need to understand that when somebody's fighting a certain fighter, they'll pull out certain tools to defeat that fighter. You know what I'm saying? That uppercut that you say you're not sure he has, he hasn't had to use it yet. Get him in there with the right opponent, man, that lets him get that opportunity out, and that's when he's going to pull it out. This is why I kept saying that Teofimo was going to win this fight. I said, listen, man, this guy's got every tool in the bag. He, you know, he was a boxer in the amateurs as well. You know what I mean? So I, I knew this going into there. I just knew that once he had the opportunity to showcase it, 
It was going to show, and it was going to shock a lot of people, except for the Hispanics causing panic. That's right. But I thought she fucked you. He's a one-handed fighter, pretty much, what I was hearing. Not everyone, of course, but some people were saying that. Right. That is what they were saying. And um, this kid showed the whole whole tool bag Saturday night. He did it all, man. You know? He did it all. He hit him with every punch in the book. He he uh, he got in and out on him. He he uh, pivoted with him. He pushed him off at times when he got on the inside. I mean, this kid did everything. Counterpunched him. Um, was able to pull pull counter him with plenty of good uppercuts. Hit him in the body with hooks. You know, I mean, these guys that were saying that he's just all oh, he just has a right hand. That's it. Obviously, never watched this kid. They're just so in love with Lomachenko that they just couldn't even imagine the fact of somebody beating him, let alone this young kid right here in his 16th fight. I mean, let's give this kid his due, man. In 16 fights, he's already beaten veterans in his division. Like we said, Diego Magdaleno, who's a top 10 lightweight. He fought Nagatani, a guy who's almost six feet tall in an eliminator, beats him. Then he gets Richard Comey, a world champion. Puts him away in two rounds, and then he comes in and outboxes a guy who's supposed to be the master boxer, the guy with the best footwork that they've ever seen. He walks on water. He never gets hit. But we were telling you guys this the whole time. You didn't want to listen. So you're going to have a belly full of crow at the end of this week, man. He's got it all, and he showed it. And you know what? The scary part is he's only 23, man. So he's going to get better. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. It's, it's, it's looking good, man, for Tiafimo Lopez. You guys better keep your eyes open and start listening when HCP talks on boxing, man. You know, I, I don't think he's gotten his man strength yet. You know, not fully. That's the scary part. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously he's going to be fighting bigger guys, 140, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I want to go to next. But before I go there, the fight, the, the whole fight card before the main event averaged 1.5 million viewers going up against the Dodgers, okay, in the game six, okay, um, you know, MLB playoffs and going up against college football and other networks. Alabama right? versus Georgia. Yeah. Once right before the main event started, over two million viewers never went below that again. Okay, was around two point three million, and then it topped out. Okay, at two point eight million. That's just on net. Just that's on cable TV. That's the best rating for a boxing card all year on cable television, and that's not including the streams on ESPN Plus. Okay. So it did over 3 million viewers live. That's not that's not replays. That's not any of that. Live. Chief Funky. This, what are your thoughts on that? Man, my thoughts are, I mean, I'm excited. I knew it was going to do at least a million um, viewers at the lowest because, you know, it, it's a big fight. It's on, you know, ESPN. We didn't have to pay for it or nothing like that. Um you know, the, those other games and things like that did worry me a little bit. But you know what? I'm glad that it did what it did. Um, that's a great thing for boxing, you know, and there's there's not a lot of people talking about it. I mean, you know, that's that's a, that's another thing that bothers me. It's like we had a great event, a, a big event, a, an important fight in boxing on free TV. People should be talking about that. They should be talking about the viewership, how many people decided to watch it and tune in. But instead, we guys talking about the scorecards all 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 day long. 
all week, all weekend long. That's all they want to talk about is how bad the scorecards were. Even though the right guy won, you know, let's let's just focus on the negative here, you know, instead of instead of the positive that we got a, a bright young star, you know, he just he just came out on the big stage in front of everybody, beat Lomachenko. We had three million people watching, and uh, now nah, we'll just focus on the negative, you know, like it's just ridiculous, man. You boxing fans, you guys got to just, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to say to them anymore. Um, Take the W sometimes, boxing. Fans. Exactly, exactly, okay? exactly. I, I, you know what I feel? Have you guys seen the movie Robin Hood when when it looks like they're gonna lose to the fucking French, right? Mm-hmm. The king takes off his his crown and he gives it to like a peasant. He said, "I'd rather you have the crown. I'd rather you have a crown than these damn French over here." All right, <laughs> that's how I feel. All right. If Loma would have won, I'd rather you motherfuckers have the crown than those MMA motherfuckers over there saying their sports gonna die. Okay, so take the W. Take the W. Do you understand? Like, yes, yes, we're it's all in good fun. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, we're bragging because we're right and we'll eat crow and we're wrong. But at the end of the day, man, it's still our sport. You know, at yeah, the end of the day. And who's going to rule the Coliseum at the end of the day? Boxing rules the Coliseum and it proved it on Saturday night. UFC got 1.2 million on Saturday nights, and we, we wouldn't hear, hear the end of it. Right. Daniel White was talking all cocky and shit. Like, oh, boxing only got 300,000 viewers. I mean, that tells you what's going on with that sport. You know what I mean? You know how he sits like this and shit? That tells you what's <laughs> going on with that sport. You know? <laughs> we tripled your viewers, bitch. Uh, okay, anyway. PG-13, ladies and gentlemen. PG-13. But anyway. Damn. <laughs> What do you think, guys? Three million, leave for, bro. Leave it for uncensored, bro. <laughs> I will. I will, man. I mean, you know, I've never been a numbers person, man. Honestly, man, I never speak on numbers, but it is impressive that we got over three million. Uh, that, that that did over three million. I was getting tired of the narrative that a sport that I don't even watch, they claim that that sport is, you know, better than boxing or is taking over boxing or. Boxing has to reschedule their bouts because they got an event on there. Folks, I don't watch UFC at all. I mean, I understand the people that do, but but I'm, I'm an old head. I'm 50-plus years old, and all I've ever known is boxing. I'm not going to steer away from it, so regardless of what numbers it do, I'm still going to watch boxing. Now, what I do agree with is that this set a tone uh, for, 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 the, for boxing to move forward to, man, because they should take – uh a good look at what uh, Top Rank did there, and they had a loaded card on there too. It wasn't no just bums on that card. It was a loaded card from start to finish, and they need to take a look at that, man. The zone, I'm talking to y'all. Oh, shots fired. You know what I mean? But, but um, look, I'm not saying don't like MMA. That's not what I'm saying, okay? What I'm saying is uh, this is going to United to a coup. There's a lot of people that don't have good intentions when it comes to boxing, and and they're very envious of our sport. They're envious of the history of it. Okay, they're, they're just envious of it. Okay, and and they they want to take over. They want to be the main card. And the reason the numbers matter, in my opinion, is because now the networks tend to be a little more open to putting on more fight cards on, on Saturday night for us. You know what I mean? Because it also did really good with the demographic, and everyone knows 18 to 35 is the important demographic, okay? Boxing is known as a sport where only old farts like us watch it, okay? But now a lot of young kids are starting to watch it too. And, hey, a young kid like Theofimo, who 
I don't know what the fuck those dances were, but apparently, like, my little cousin did. You know what I mean? Oh, Fortnite! Like, what, what the fuck is that? Okay. But for whatever <laughs> it is, okay, like, they couldn't relate to him. He does backflips, and that impresses them. Whatever. He's flamboyant, and we need that. The new generation is coming, man. Okay? There is a quote-unquote takeover, and the takeover is real. Right? And these aging champions better be ready because I'm telling you right now, man, these young guns are coming and they're showing no mercy. Just like just like the young lions when they took over a pride and shit, they show no mercy. That's what's going down. All right. So you guys are tuning in to HCP 32s. All right. Not just so I don't get misinterpreted. I don't I don't have nothing against UFC. I'm just saying it's not my lane. That's all. I got something against UFC. What's up? What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, like you know what is that that is a good card coming. It is. But but you know, it's not my job to promote it or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's all they I'm just, saying. They just need to stay in their lane, man. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Like See, that's my know. point. I don't even know about that card because I just don't pay attention to it. I mean, it's not me. Right. I just wish Dana would say something like, you know what, the, 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 hey, they beat us this time. Okay. Um well that's it really quick. Do you think yes should call an audible? I put Anyway Maloney next week on, on ESPN and not Plus. What do you think, G-Funky? I think that would be a smart idea to do. Um, that should be uh, a pretty exciting fight. And uh, um, if Anui does what Anui normally does, you know, we, we should get a nice little knockout Saturday um, on Halloween. So, yeah, I think that would be a good idea for them to do that. If not, to me, you know, I said, I'm a hardcore man. So I got all the apps. I got, a, I got ESPN Plus. I got the zone. I buy pay-per-views when they come, you know, so I'm a, I'm a real boxing fan, man. I support the sport. I wanted to do good. So you guys oh, yeah. should do the same. All right. Do the same. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and let me tell you guys right now, man, that this was a great event. Great stuff. Good for boxing again. They're, they're, I'm not a fan of the show or anything, but I think we could all agree if, if they're talking about boxing on first take and, on, you know, like it, it, it means it accomplished something. And when you have friends, family, you know, talking to you about the fight, you know, and and not necessarily in a I got ripped off way like it usually is, right? Then that's a good thing, okay? Speaking of the undercards, um, before we get to Berlanga, Kano, anything else in the undercard that stood out to you, you know, that, that you feel needs shine? Man, Jahai Tucker, man, in the second fight, man, um, I saw a huge, huge improvement from his first fight to his second fight. His first fight, he looked like he was rushing everything. He looked like a deal with his, you know, the headlights and all that other good stuff, man. He still won that first fight, but uh, on this undercard, he was actually the opening bout. I know a lot of people don't know about him, and it's probably not exciting for a lot of folks, but I follow boxing all the way from the ground up all the way from the amateurs. So I was trying to really look and see how he was going to do. And he looked absolutely, absolutely day and night from first fight to second fight. That tells me he's been in the gym working on a lot of things and that he is very dedicated to fixing any problems he's got that, that, that he, you know, he has in the ring. So that's a good sign for that young man. Absolutely, man. Um, let's get to Berlanga. Okay. Hallelujah. Look, 
is it is it really time to you know dance with Snoop Dogg and you know and 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 to get all this shine? I don't know, man. Like he, I, he needs to get in there with somebody with the pulse. Now I'll, I'll admit, I thought this guy would at least get him to like the third round at least, right? And, and it's not Berlanga's fault, but the dude looks scared. I mean, once he felt the power, he had those doll eyes, you know, like he just. I mean, he was happy when the ref stopped. He was about to get lit up. I mean, yes. Berlanga might have killed him, bro. I don't know. Like, like the ref stepped in at the right time. You know, he, he was about to get put out of his misery almost. Yeah. Tell us something about Berlanga that we don't know, bro, because I don't know a lot of things. I don't know if this guy could go rounds. I don't know if this guy could go a full 12. I don't know if he could make it to eight rounds. I don't know. Is he a four-round fighter? Is, is Does he have, you know, boxing skills just in case he doesn't take somebody out? What should we know about Berlanga? Well, this is a very special situation for me because I'm actually real good friends with Eric Roman Sr., which is the guy who initially had Edgar Berlanga as a little kid. And I've been following it since then. The guy can actually box his behind off. I'm going to say behind. Yeah, we're not. Oh, yeah, he can box his behind off, and he's been doing it all throughout the amateurs. Uh, was never known for a knockout, you know. He was always known for his boxing technique. And, and you know, he went through his little bumpy roads and, and stuff in the amateurs and stuff. But, you know, he always went rounds. He always went rounds. And when he got into his man body, it was coincidentally like probably his last two amateur fights leading into the pros. And I don't know, like, D-Style, I mean, if you go back and look at his first few fights as a pro, he was going into these fights trying to start with a jab, trying to start with boxing, and then when he touches the dude, they fall. It's like shit, you know, they're falling, you know what I mean? Like did this what this this is this is not happened uh uh from a long time ago. This is new actually for him since he's been a pro. Now, as far as him going rounds and as far as him dancing, let me go ahead and uh, it looks like that on the, the optics don't look good. The optics don't look good. But let me tell you, he's in that side that gym all the time. He spars 13, 14 rounds every time he's in there. He gets hit when he's in there. You know what I'm saying? So he does he does take shots and and he dishes them out. And actually, um, I mean, he's an all-around boxer. I think he's still. I will agree with you on this. He does need to go rounds in the pros so he can hone his skills better inside the ring right. because it is one thing to do it for 13, 14 rounds inside the gym and to do it in the ring. But to answer your question, he can box. He does have cardio. It's just how is it going to translate from the gym to the ring where we still would have where I would still have the question mark because I have to see it in the pro level inside the ring. But as far exactly. as him having the skills, he's got them. Okay. Cause here's my concern um, with him. And, and I kind of want to know what chief funky thinks after I say this, if, cause it looks like just from the eye, it looks like he, he's exerting a lot of energy. Like he's throwing a lot of – like he doesn't fight a typical first round like most boxers fight a first round, right? He almost like blitz these guys, and, and they're like in a shock, and they, they get taken out. They're like they're not ready for that, right? And it, it looked like this guy was trying to prepare for that, but he just wasn't at that level, obviously. 
But if he exerts that much energy, especially if he does it for four five straight rounds, is he going to have – because he may have boxed well in the amateurs, but the amateurs don't tell us if this could, he could go the distance, right? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to exert that much energy for an entire fight. Like what if he runs into the wrong guy, the guy that either has a fajada that could take the take to the chin or or the guy that can make a miss enough, you know, roll away from those power shots and be able to survive the blitz, you know, that's coming. Um, I just don't know. Uh, BNB, by the way, uh, thank you very much for your donation. He says, salute style. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. Chief Funky, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited about the kid. Um, what's what's not to like about him? You know, he comes out there and he's getting guys out quickly, you know. Um, although I do want to see him go some rounds. Um, oh, there's some good information there from, from Cano Loco um, on Berlanga. Um, but, you know, as fans, you know, we, we still got to see it get done in the ring. Um, and I, I want to see him go some rounds and see him in there against somebody that could, you know, take his punch, um, someone that could make him miss and, and, and make him pay, you know, and see how he reacts to things like that. But I like the way that he comes about his, his knockouts. Like from the last two times I've seen him uh, fighting here in the bubble, he looked um, – now, I know this might sound weird to me to me to say this because he's getting guys on the first round, but patience. You know, I mean, he does look like he's a little bit patient early in the Not first about. round. You know, he's, he's in there trying to, you know, look for openings. And he does try to drop a bomb on the guys. And when he does, he wants, he, you know, he, he wants to see how they respond to his power. And 15 guys now have not responded well to that power. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I think that... um. He does a good job of, of when he sees that he got a man hurt and he, he jumps on him and gets him out of there. Um, but like you said, uh, we want to see him in there and want to see him go some rounds. And uh, But I'm excited because, you know, he's a young Puerto Rican kid and he's at 168 pounds. We got a couple of, couple of Mexican fighters there that are doing their thing right now. And if this kid continues to improve the way that he does, we can get that Mexico versus Puerto Rico. You know, and uh, I'm all for that, man. Those are my favorite fights. We haven't had a big one of those in, in quite some time. So I'm 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 rooting for the kid. I want to be doing good so that we can see some of these good fights down the line in the next couple of years, man. But, um, yes, I do want to see him get some good work in for sure, at least pass the first round. <laughs> That's right, man. And once again, guys, um, this is the 20th, October 20th edition of Hispanics Calls in Panic. A shout-out to everyone listening to us on the Leave It in the Ring Network. Hey, Chief Funky, very serious question. Who's down with HCP? Every last homie. <laughs> right. Everybody's down with HCP. Uh, BNB says, uh, didn't Berlanga get added to the card two weeks ago with D-Style Boxing? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that. Is, is that the case, Connor? I don't remember. I mean, I know he was on the card. I don't know if it was added last minute, but, you know. But but he was on there. Um, well, kind of, we're going to see, um, you know, what's up with him. I, I want to propose a fighter for you, and you tell me you think this is a good fight. Is Berlanga ready for a Daniel Jacobs, in your opinion? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I think that would be that. Bro. Listen. At 15 fights already, man, I, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Look at Teofimo, what, 15, 16 fights. 
I don't see why not. He needs to go ahead. Bellows was supposed to be a step up. I don't know what the hell happened with Bellows because I actually know Bellows and I've never seen him with his eyes that wide open walking into the damn ring. It looked like he was scared before he even walked in. Like Spence against Tyson, right? Yes. And I'm like, man, this dude can fight. Why is he looking all scared, man? You know, like he was already intimidated and I think Berlanga saw that too because he looked in his eyes and he was like, ah, this dude doesn't want to be here. Let me get him out of here. What it looked like to me, you know. And I think he spoke on that on his post fight. Um, listen, man, I, I look at him sort of like Teofimo, man. Like uh that folks really don't know his little backstory, or I don't expect them to, like I do, because of the connections I have in the Puerto Rican community. Uh so I'm not gonna be shocked when he does well with high competition. Uh, when he goes in, in there and spars, man, he's, these are hard spar rounds that are, are like balls to the wall all the way. I can tell you as far as his cardio is going to hold up. I, I can't tell you that much. I just want to see what I want to see for myself just because of being with other fighters. I want to see the technique that he has in the gym translate to the ring. His right. cardio I'm not worried about. Does that make any sense? I mean, here's what I'll say, man. I'm sure he's doing 12 round drills and everything in the gym. I'm sure he is, right? I'm sure he does it in the gym, but I'm sure he does a road work and all that. But I just feel like a fighter needs to, or it's better for a fighter to go rounds with lesser opposition before they have to do it with, with better opposition. Uh, I'm just a firm believer in that. doesn't make it impossible, but, you know, but that's that's just how I feel about that. You know what I mean? I, I don't disagree with you. Like, uh, I want him to go rounds. I've been uh, actually yeah. preaching this uh, several times on my channel that, that I think he needs to go rounds. I think this is uh, – I told a good friend of mine, a guy that sponsors my channel, DV Tracks, who's Dorian – uh, shout out to him. But I told him, I said, man, you know, as good as he boxes, man, he's getting these one-round knockouts. It's 15 in a row now. Is he going to go away from his boxing? That's, you know, that does worry me, you know? Yes. I've seen fighters do that. Yeah, man. Uh, we're we're going to see, you know, what, what happens with Berlanga. You know, I, I, some people are saying Jacobs maybe too soon. Let, let me propose this one for you. I think like I think Berlanga wins for sure. Uh, but I think he gets out of the first round, I believe. I think he'll go at least three, four rounds with him. Clay Collard. What do you think of Clay Collard against Berlanga next? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. That no. should go at least three. At least. Yeah. I, I think he beats the shit out of Clay Collard, but, but at least he'll get out of the first round. You know? Yeah. I, I don't think Clay Collard's scared of anybody. That, that right. fight suits in the right. ring and the cage. He ain't scared of nothing. Like, you know what I mean? He goes in there, he fights anybody. But um, I can't tell you this. I can't tell you this because I've seen this narrative being played out. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, the level of competition, this is an issue for this kid because every time they try to get a bigger fight, they won't sign the damn contract. African G, shout out to you. Hell no, he's not ready for Jacobs. Thank you very much for that donation to the channel. I appreciate it very much. Uh, and by the way, there's still some of you that haven't paid me, by the way. 
that you mm. bet me money, huh? Dollar sign D style boxing is my cash app. I don't want to be that dude that airs you guys out, but make sure you pay me, okay? Shout out to retro boxing and documentaries like we played earlier, that little preview to that documentary. Make sure you guys stay tuned. There he is. Um, subscribe to retro boxing documentaries coming soon. Documentary of the great Salvador Sanchez for everyone listening on the Leave It in the Ring Network. You know, you can subscribe to his channel and make sure you check that out. Uh, I think Clay Collard is a great fight. That's a good fight to put on the undercard of another big ESPN card. It's what I would do. Okay, because, you know, people, you know, I'm sure we're impressed. Now, I want to ask you this. Um, I was saying the other day, what's in the water in Brooklyn, right? Tyson, <laughs> Berlanga, freaking Teofimo Lopez. But then, well, what – I guess – Paulie Malinaji never drank the water. I guess he bought the Foss water at the supermarket. <laughs> right? Because he, he he missed the power. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. didn't get it. He didn't drink it out of the faucet. You should drink. If Paulie Malinaji would have drank the water out of the faucet in Brooklyn, he would have been a big monster puncher with the boxing skills. I'm just saying. All right? Hey, Chi Money from my hometown over here says uh, Chavez Jr. versus Berlanga, Mexico versus Ooh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, I want to oh. see that one. I want to see that one. I need somebody to knock Chavez Jr. the hell out. Like, like I'm just cold. saying, man. Do you really think that's going to be a fight? Because as soon as he breaks his nose, he's not going to want to fight no more. <laughs> oh, Chavez, you're saying he's not going to go out in his shield is what you're saying, right? He's going to like quit before oh, he gets Yeah, man. Look, man. I wish y'all I wouldn't even claim him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Chief Funky. I was going to say, Chavez might uh, get hit with a stiff jab in the nose from Berlanga and just turn his back like, oh, I'm done. Batman Tweet says he needs to test it. Look, guys, the way I see it, it's not at the end of the world if Jacobs beats him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could improve, come back. A lot of guys <laughs> lose early in their career. This you know? is my point. He's trying to get – man, I can't say names. I can't say names. I would be irresponsible if I say names. He's tried to get – fights that people will respect and they won't sign the damn contract. What do you want this kid to do if they don't sign? He's got to get somebody to stay active. Right. Ah, I wish I could say names. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's people that just won't fight him. I just, oh, can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to ask you one more thing before you got to go, man. Um, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rican fighters, we need to be out in the lookout for you. And let me ask, let me tell you why I'm saying this, Chicano, uh, uh, kind of local sports. Okay, the 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 reason. Whoa, I, I hit you instead of the the save screen. Um, the reason I'm saying this, okay, the reason I'm saying it, bro, is because Puerto Rico needs to step up, bro. I don't know, man. Like, it used to be a great rivalry, you know, Mexico, Puerto Rico. But lately, man, I don't know. I guess maybe you guys are just rebuilding your team. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a rebuilding years. But what's going on? Is Puerto Rico going to – are they coming? You know, is the Calvary coming? Like, what's going on with Puerto Rican fighters? I think there's going to be a few that show out, man, the ones that were smart. And what I mean by that, I'm going to tell you what's going on. And I, I can tell you this. A thousand percent accurate, okay? You got Puerto Rico over there always bickering and fighting against each other and pitting their fighters against each other instead of splitting ways 
and uh, progress in the pro rankings. And this is why a lot of them don't make it out to anything now. I believe Abraham Supernova at 130 is probably going to be the first, uh, going to be the second person to have a title. We got Wilfredo Bimbito Mendez at 105 pounds. I know, I know people don't watch that weight class, but we do have a champion there. Of course, we got Amanda Serrano on the female side, but I think Abraham Supernova is is a step closer than any other Puerto Rican of getting a title shot. Now, he does fight in the 130. Uh, another one to look out for is Orlando Capu Gonzalez at 126. Uh, he could possibly be bubbling for a title mid to late 2021. I would say Sander Saez, but we already know he's still real, real young in his game. So we got to give him a couple of more years before we really completely fully know. Uh, you got another fighter at 130, Henry Moncho Lebron. Uh, very, I like his style because he's got a throwback style. He's like one of them old school boxers and stuff. So I think his type of fight style can carry him somewhere. Obviously, we know about Edgar Belanga. Um, of course, the jury's still out on there for a lot of people, not for me, but you know. Oh, let me think. You got Brian Polacco at 154. He's just fought two or three fights. I think he's on his third fight now. Um, very, very good-looking prospect, man. And Nestor Bravo at 135. Nestor Bravo. I cannot forget Nestor Bravo, 135-pounder, PVC, 19-0 uh, with 13 knockouts. Very good, I'm going to say contender. At 140, we got a Puerto Rican by the name of Kent Cruz. He's 15-0 with nine knockouts and is currently, currently with Ronnie Shields down in Houston. He does fight on that Tank Davis undercard, and you know Ronnie Shields don't bring nobody that's garbage, so you got to, you got to keep an eye out on Kent Cruz. Now, where, they, where all of these names that I mentioned are going to end up at, we won't know until they finish, you know, fighting out these next few fights and see where they're going to really be at. But they are fighters to look forward to to watch and fight because they do have a lot of talent. Did I give you enough names or should I give you a couple more? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about someone who I had my eye on that I haven't seen in a while but looked really good was uh, Adorno, the blessed hand. So what happened to him? Okay. Now those two, him and his brother, are good people to watch uh jeremy adorno is a younger brother to me has a higher ceiling and um a better boxing iq than joseph adorno so i think jeremy adorno is gonna go a lot further than joseph adorno now joseph adorno has been having a lot of bad luck because he was supposed to fight avery sparrow sparrow pulled out then he was supposed to fight ah uh, shoot i can't remember the mexican's name he couldn't get his visa so he pulled out, and so he flew all the way to Vegas for nothing. Uh, bad luck going on for him. Hopefully they get him something soon. I don't think he's as dedicated as Jeremy Adorno, though, and doesn't train as well as Jeremy Adorno, and I don't think he's got a higher IQ than Jeremy Adorno. That's not a knock on Joseph. I think he can still do a lot of things. In boxing, I just believe Jeremy over Joseph. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with him the last time I seen him, and then, you know, I do follow him on Twitter, and I know he keeps talking about some things that happened, and his fight got canceled recently. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, ninety-two AKU says uh, uh, Ferdejo, Felix Ferdejo. Um, what's he up to these days? Oh, I don't like that reaction at all. Actually, <laughs> that says it all. But but go ahead. I just think Nestor Bravo one thirty-five is a better boxer, better fighter than Felix Ferdejo. I'm gonna leave it like that. Otherwise, I'll be disrespectful. <laughs> hey, it, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> One of those things, you know, just let it rest. Um, we had a high hopes for Torno here, you know what I mean? So, which one, the Joseph or the Jeremy? Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. yeah. You know, but <laughs> hey, look at Jeremy. Look at the younger brother. You we'll want to be wrong, out. right? You want to be wrong, though, right? I want to be wrong. Yeah. I will because I want them both to succeed. It, it, it's just that Joe Jeremy is just he's got a higher IQ, man. He he yeah. he's got what it takes to go further, man. He's got a higher ceiling. Uh, right. I don't know if you watched him or not. Yeah. Well, have you watched him? I haven't seen Felix now. No, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. I'm sorry. No, I have not seen Jeremy. I've only seen videos of him uh, training, but I've I have not Joseph, seen him. Fight. That's all I've seen. So if he's better than Joseph, then shit. You know I mean? Yeah, he is better than Joseph. I can, t- I can, I promise you, man. I won't steal you wrong on that. Right. Hey, Trey Finest, I appreciate that. Just keeping it one hundred. Uh, Theo did his thing. Crash landed. Loma, thank you very much for your support. And uh, Blood says my Florida homie knows his prospects. Well, there you go. Run PMC. Kano, you think Salas will make a difference with that hole? He has. I've actually look, man. When I say Nestor Bravo, it's because I really believe Nestor Bravo is a better fighter than Verdejo. But Salas has been doing a tremendous job with Felix Verdejo and getting him in the right direction. I also saw in his fight with Madera that his hands are healed because he was letting them go and and just with no worries in the world before his hands was you know bothering him and stuff like that. Uh, I, I seen he fi- Salas fixed a lot of flaws on him, so yeah, he's done a lot of great good things for him. Well, we'll see, man. A lot of great stuff. Hey, man, I want to thank for coming on, Connell. Uh, any final thoughts, man, before we let you go? Neo Fimo took over the world. That's, That's it, right. Man. Thanks a lot, bro. I know it's late for you. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good night, Connell. Y'all do the same. So, man. Hey, man, kind of local sports, bro. Nothing like it. You know what I mean? Great guy, you know? Absolutely. Appreciate him coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, learned a lot. Knows a lot of Puerto Rican fighters, man. Knows a lot about them. So we'll be keeping a close eye on him for sure. Subscribe to Kano Local Sport, guys. Okay? Uh, a lot of great stuff. All right? Look, Chocolatito will be fighting Gonzalez. Gonzalez versus Gonzalez. Okay? Chocolatito is set up to win that fight. Okay? They want him to win that fight, set up a fight with Estrada, all right? Also, Juan Manuel uh, Martinez uh, will be on that card, okay? Great flyweight. Um, Martinez is fun to watch. Beat the shit out of Edwards over there in England. They took away his win, okay? Mauricio Suleiman jumped in, took away his W, you know what I mean? Overturned it, but but guess what, man? He still came back. He still won the vacant title, and uh, he'll be uh, doing his thing as well. Make sure you guys tune in. For that great fight card. All right. Uh, a lot of stuff to look out for for that. Okay. He'll be fighting uh, Calleros. Okay. So uh, there's also some other fighters on there. This is a card put on by 
uh, Matchroom USA. It is in Mexico City. All right. And uh, Chief Funky, I want to ask you, man, the, the main event is the definitely the interesting fight. Okay. Julio Cesar Martinez. I'm sorry. Not yeah, no, yeah. Thank you very much for that. Uh, El Rey, Sesonteo Media. All right. Uh, and th thank you very much, uh, Dre Finance. I appreciate you tuning in. Habitat Mexico just way bigger population than Puerto Rico. Uh, here we go with the excuses. Excuses, you know. <laughs> it is a bigger population. They're usually about two stars from Puerto Rico at a time. But where are they? You know? Now, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Okay, but but anyway, I mean Mexico's got heavyweight champs, and from flyweight, we've been looking, looking. flyweight all the way from minimum weight, from minimum weight all the way to heavyweight, we got contenders, bro. Okay, Puerto Rico needs to step it up. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're looking for him, Haplo. We've we, we've been here looking. We're like this, Puerto Rico, donde estas? Now give them this, bro. <laughs> they're, they're the Spartans of the day. They're small. They're Sparta. You know what I mean? But but hey, this is Puerto Rico. Where are you? Step up. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. There's usually that next guy. There was Tito Trinidad. There was Cotto, and then there was I don't know. But a lot of great names. And by the way, it's it's not just the Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico. The Puerto Ricans in Florida, the Puerto Ricans in New York, you know, in Philadelphia. It's not just a little island now. Let's not act like that's all there is to represent the Puerto Rican side, okay? Let's not act like that's just the only thing. Great card, by the way. This is on the zone, okay? Dazzin. Dazzin. Right? That's what this is, but but hey, Chief Funky, Estrada, El Gallo, going mano y mano against Cuadras. They fought before. Estrada won a close fight, and here they are, running it back. And let me tell you, man, for some reason, Cuadras can't seem to get those close decisions. He couldn't get it against Chocolatito. He didn't get it against Estrada. Although I felt Estrada did win that fight, but I felt he beat Chocolatito, but they didn't give him the win. Okay, cool. But talk to us, man. Who do you got winning this fight? Well, I mean, I might be a little bit biased here because I want to see Estrada fight Chocolatito again. So, I mean, I know that's what they're doing here. They're setting that up, you know. Chocolatito can get past this Gonzalez guy that he's fighting. But, uh, yeah, Estrada definitely has a tougher fight with Cuadras. And um, good fight the first time. He had a, a good fight with Chocolatito, too. I, I think he beat him that night. Um, I got a lot of friends that are from Nicaragua. Uh, anytime Chocolatito fights, I, I usually hook up with them and watch the fight together. And let me tell you, let me tell you, man, it the room was divided after that fight. Half of the guys were saying that Chocolatito won, half were saying Cuadras won. So it's one of those fights, you know. And and that's usually what we get in these lower weight classes um, when we get to this level, um, because these guys throw so many punches. Um, and it's it's hard to judge these these fights. These are the hardest fights to judge in boxing with these smaller guys. Um, but they always make for entertaining fights. And I'm pulling for Estrada. I want him to win so that I could have my, my all my buddies come over. And then we could have Mexico versus Nicaragua. 
And uh, that's going to be a big time event. I think uh, both guys are pretty popular. I mean, Chocolatito, he's one of the only guys out of Nicaragua right now that's making some noise in the boxing game. And Estrada, El Gallo, is, he's, he's one of the best fighters to come out of Mexico. Um, so th- th- that, that's a big fight, man, for those countries. And I want to see it, man. But, you know, Estrada's got a tough, tough test here running it back with Cuadras. So I hope he gets the W, man. And let me tell you, man, um, has a win over Rangazai, okay? Uh, th- th- that was a big win for him a couple years back. I, I felt he should have won the Roman Gonzalez fight, the Juan Estrada fight, really, really close, man. All the judges had it by one point. You know what I mean? Cuadras did go down, and, he could, and that's basically what won, you know, you know, El Gallo that fight on the scorecards. I, I believe he should have won at least seven rounds, but that's my opinion, Okay. But but that that's my opinion. If he doesn't knock him down, that that fight's a draw. This is not a gimme fight for Estrada. Not at I'm all. I'm favoring Estrada to win this fight, and I'm gonna roll with him before night two. Cool, like oh, you're two siding it. I'm <laughs> just saying it's not a gimme. Okay, I'm at projections later on on Thursday. I'll do some projection for this fight. But uh, right now, I'll say something like I'm like it's like sixty forty to me, you know, in favor of Estrada. Because I believe he's gotten better since then, you know, and he's just hit that stride, man. He's in a roll right now. He's the best super flyweight in um, super bantam, I should say, in, in the world. Okay, like, like you know, best bantam. I'm sorry, in the world. So, um, I just, I just think, you know, he's gonna win this fight. All right. Now, unless this Gonzalez kid has something I've never seen before, because I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a lot about the kid. You know, I just feel like this is a setup. Um, now, there's no gimmies, but Chocolatito should win. By Thursday, I should have a better prediction for you guys uh, on the round table. But uh, I'm going to roll with, uh, as, as far as the main event, I'm going to roll with Estrada. Okay. El Gallo. You know why? Yeah. Porque hoy. Platique con mi gallo. <laughs> you know what else, you funky? What's that? Me dijo tristemente. You know? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> pa que me cuidaste tanto. Soy me lanzas a la muerte. That's what this fight's up. That's what, that's, that's, that's mi gallo. He's going to win this fight. I believe. I believe in it. This is going to be, hey, let me tell you something, man. They should have done this fight uh, on, it is say September, bro. This I know. Fight. This would have been, this would have been a nice card then. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I want to, I want to mention something here before we move on to the next topic. Um, yeah. You know, with speaking some of my, uh, with some of my friends from Nicaragua, um, they were telling me, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's always been a lot of political things going on there in that country. And um, apparently, Chocolatito is, I mean, I don't know the full story. I'm not going to not gonna act like I do, but Uh-oh. apparently he's kind of, you know, representing, not representing, but like kind of leaning towards one side that a lot of people don't like. So, you know, from what I hear, he's been losing some fans, you know, because of that. Um, I guess it's almost kind of like the politics we got going on here. You know, if you're a Trump supporter, then, uh, you know, <laughs> people might not like you so much or what have you. But, um, yeah, that's from what I hear, man. Um, I hope that they, they show up for this guy, you know, when, when, um, 
when this fight happens and hopefully the pandemic's over and we can have it someplace and we can have some fans there. But I hope that, uh, you know, these fans don't turn their back completely on Chocolatito because of that. Man, come on, bro. You know, just enjoy the guy, okay? He's still representing your country. You know what I mean? He's still mm-hmm. a hell of a fighter. Made a, I, 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 G-Funky, I counted him out. I thought he was done after he was knocked out. You know what I mean? And he looked so good against Rungazai in the fight before that. And I, I said, he's done. And guess yeah. what? He came back. You know? He and now he's on his way back to fight a guy that beat Rungazai. He's like, I'm coming at you, El Gallo. And now, you know, he's, he's got to fight somebody first. El Gallo's got to get past Cuadras first. But I'm going to tell you guys right now. If Cuadras beats Estrada, right? Hypothetically. That's still a good fight to me. Chocolatito yeah. against Cuadras. Yes. Run that shit back because I think Cuadras won that fight. Yeah. You know, so, it, and it was a hell of a fight, you know, so let's do it, you know, the way I see it, unless you're in North Korea, they all love their leader, okay, <laughs> man, well, you know, I mean, I don't know the full story behind, sometimes you can just show respect to, to the leader of the country, and people think you sided with him in politics, you know, it is what it is. And I mean, but yeah, it's a mess down there from what I hear. But, you know, uh, hopefully they they don't completely turn the back on him, you know. Right. Well, one more thing, Chief Fucky. A little early preview here. Ryan Garcia, lion, Ryan and lion Omo. All right. <laughs> no more. He's going to be, huh? <laughs> be fighting Luke Campbell. You know, um, I think it's a good fight. You know, I, I'm looking forward to that fight. It's a good test for Ryan. I do believe this is a step up. Um, the more I think about the fight, the, the more I'm kind of leaning towards Ryan now, really. Um, I think all the Ryan antics, it could really make you dislike the guy, you know. But sometimes you have to separate how you personally feel about how a guy acts outside the ring on the lead up to a fight. Because none of that matters once the bell rings. None of it, you know. And I just don't know if Luke Campbell is ready for that speed. I don't know if Luke Campbell is ready for that. Those Because he will land on Luke Campbell, right? On the flip side, I'm not sure how Ryan's going to react if, if this gets taken to the second half of that fight. Once we're in the sixth, seventh round and Luke Campbell was still there, right? And he has that chin in the air. Can Luke Campbell capitalize on that? Like, how do you see this fight, G-Funky? Well, as you guys all know, who have been listening to our show for quite some time now, and when this fight was talked about for months and months, and then it's finally official, we finally got a date and everything, um, I'm rolling with Ryan Garcia. Uh, I'm not going to give away the full bag yet, because, you know, of course, we will be talking about that leading up to the fight. Um, But I am picking Ryan Garcia, and this is a good step up for him in competition, compared to what he's been in there with. And, you know, I like it. I like to see the young guys get tested, you know, when 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 people, um, you know, are saying, yeah, this kid looks talented. But then it's like, OK, well, who's he who's he been in there with? Have we seen him in there with somebody that could take a shot? Have we, You know, have we have we seen him with someone? Have we seen him take a shot? You know, have we seen guys make a miss, make them pay? Have we seen, you know, a lot of things, you know, so there's a lot of questions to be answered about the young kid. I think he's going to answer them. I think he's going to step up to the plate. Luke Campbell's no pushover. He's he's a great boxer. He's a he's an Olympian. He's got a gold medal, and um, you know he's he's fought some good guys. He's been in there with Lenares. He's been in there with Lomachenko. 
and uh, did well against Lomachenko, you know? So this is a good test for Ryan here, but I just think that the hand speed is going to be too quick for him, man. I really do. I think that um, that was a big factor in his fight with Lomachenko. But um, with that said, from what I've seen from studying Lomachenko's fights uh, and my breakdown for him against Lopez, um, he does got some good timing with his shots. Um, he's able to time Lomachenko with some good punches. So, you know, Ryan's going to get hit, and we're going to see if that pretty boy can take a shot. And I think that he can, and I think that he's going to win this fight. I'm picking him to win. I'm not, like I guess I'm not going to break it down completely, but I do think he's going to beat Luke Campbell and, you know, hopefully he's going to move on to some championship fights in the future. You know, I spoke to this, uh, about this offline and, and, and I do wonder this, you know, is, and I wonder what the chat thinks, like, assuming, right? Because there's no guarantee that Luke gets out of the first few rounds because Ryan is that, you know, venomous striker. You know what I mean? Like, it's a strike with venom. And and I think Ryan has the fastest uh, one punch. He has some really fast twitch muscles, right? And uh, he has a really quick strike. You know, faster than anyone in lightweight right now. I'm not saying he's the fastest combination puncher, the fastest on his feet, but as far as that quick, like, wow, like, you know what I mean? Like, he has the fastest. And um, so there's no guarantee that he even gets to this point, but assuming it gets to this point. And if it's not in a Campbell fight, it'll happen in, in, in another fight. If Ryan Garcia is doing well for himself on social media, if he feels he can make a living doing something else, doing doing videos with, with models and, you know, and uh, stuff like that, become a famous quote unquote YouTuber, you know, become another, you know, you know, KSI or Logan Paul or something like that. He's not there yet. This guy's had like five, six times the following he does, but, but, but he could get there. You know, he does a lot of collabs with models and stuff like that. And what I'm getting at is this. Boxing's not easy. Boxing's not a game. You get seriously hurt in boxing. You can lose your life in boxing. Okay? We see it every year. Every year, there's a couple dozen boxers that die in the ring. You know? Maybe not at this level, but it's possible. Or, or there's a serious injury. Right. We've seen fighters that just out of nowhere just, you know, suffered a terrible injury. They're in the hospital, whatever. So not to be overly dramatic, but what I'm trying to say is. When that eighth round comes, that ninth round comes and he sits down in the corner and are giving him instructions. Is he going to start wondering to himself, do I want to do this? Do I want to be here? So I want to be getting punched in the face. I'm hitting him and he's hitting me back. He hasn't gone anywhere. He, my, my body's fucking aching. I got welts in my body. Okay, I got a fucking black eye. I'm bleeding from the nose. Do I want to keep doing this? And while I usually wouldn't question this on a lot of fighters, I have to be honest. I question this about Ryan Garcia. I don't know if he's going to want to go back out there and engage like that. He might check out. Doesn't mean he'll quit in the store or something, but maybe he just plays it safe and, and that's about it. 
you know, um, it's really difficult to get this kid in the ring every fight. Mark my words, his next fight, if he beats Luke Campbell, man, it's going to be difficult to get this guy in the ring, to negotiate a fight with him. So am I wrong to think that way, Chief Funky? And if I am, why am I wrong? Or do you agree? Ah, that's a tough one because, I mean, I disagree because I think, you know, you know, I've seen him in there with, you know, has some good fights. I mean, again, they weren't competition like Luke Campbell, you know, obviously. But, you know, I've seen him get on the chin and things like that. So, I mean, I don't think he'll check out. But I think it's a good question because of, of the moves that he's made outside of the ring. And business-wise, uh, in boxing, is you know, it's, it is difficult to get this kid in the ring. I mean... You know, one one minute he's bragging about how he signed the most lucrative deal for a prospect, and then like right. a month later, he's he's complaining about more money again. <laughs> you know, so um, you know those are good questions, and those are questions that will be answered against Luke Campbell, I believe, because I do think Luke Campbell's good enough to go rounds with him, to go the distance with him. I do think that he's good enough to hit him with shots, you know, to the head and to the body. So. These are all the things that the ring is gonna is gonna um, answer them for us, you know. When these two guys get in there, December fifth, so I'm really looking forward to it because uh, we just seen Teofimo Lopez uh, step up to the plate and beat the man at the division. So now we're seeing Ryan Garcia step up to the plate and fight some real competition. So you know, this is how this is how we figure things out about fighters. This is how we know. The only way to know is to get him in that ring and we'll find out in there. And we're going to find out. And I think he's going to do all right, man. I think he's going to be okay. Oh, well, we will see. You know, he had a tough fight with Morales this, uh, after Rick. I remember that fight. But he was up on that fight, though. You know what I mean? He was clearly better than him. And it wasn't that even of a fight. Yes, Morales brought it to him and all that, but which is good. You need that work, but we'll see. Yes, Joe Lopez, for now, he is a father. Ryan has dipped on his pregnant baby mama second time he's done this. Wow. wow. And some people joking about how the, the child support will keep him in the ring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Whoa, whoa. Man, that's something. You know what I mean? That That is something, but... It's just a question, right? Uh, BMB said, let's see uh, in the fight. He's got to Reynoso. Let's see what, what he's done with him. Uh, but it's a uh, question mark. And that's another thing, G-Funky. I think Ryan's a good fit for Reynoso because, like, it seems to me like he works very well with counterpunchers, and that's what Ryan loves to do, right? But to me, Reynoso has to fix that chin in the air thing, in my opinion. And, uh, and all that. But do you think that, you know, now being, you know, do you think Reynoso is a good fit for him? It seems to be working out um, for him. I mean, his last two fights ended in the first round. I mean, we kind of, we all kind of knew that he was going to beat Fonseca. I mean, that was kind of a, a soft touch. But I have to say this with that Duno kid, I remember there was a lot of people saying that he was scared to fight this guy, Duno. And this guy, Duno, had been knocking people out. They were about, you know, the same age, had the same amount of fights. And like, like, fight me, fight me. 
And right. then people saying, well, Ryan wants out of the fight because he's asking for more money, or that he wanted a headline, or blah, blah, well, blah. Well, that's, not, that's not what happened now. Um, well, what was Ryan, it? I, I, this wasn't Ryan's fault, but but his opponent, you know, didn't make weight or, or something happened. The opponent couldn't fight. Okay. Mm, okay. If anybody remembers what happened with the opponent, let me know. But but they offered him Duno because Duno was ready. And Ryan mm-hmm. said no. He did decline to fight him. Now it was a last minute thing and all that, but you know, people were just mad that he wasn't gonna fight. You know what I mean? So they said, Why yeah. don't you want to fight Duno? Now, now he did, in fairness, did fight him and sparked him, so he ended that. You know what I mean? But yes. I think he would have sparked him anyway. I just don't but but then I don't blame the kid because if what he said is true, if he was only getting twenty five thousand that night, he wanted to get paid more to fight Duno. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like, okay, if Duno's the guy you guys say he is, I got to get paid more. So that time I I, I sided with him one hundred percent. You know. Yeah, me but, too. Yeah, you know, but but that's what happened. You know. Yeah, uh, and I like the way he handled that. He silenced a lot of doubters that night. And let me tell you, man, there was people very interested in that fight. I was live on my YouTube channel, and I was calling that fight, and it was only one round. But I had over 500 people watching me live call the fight. And I mean, my chat was just going so fast, I couldn't keep up with it. But when I went back to watch it and read it, I mean, there was a lot of trash talk. You know, people saying that he was scared. He's just a pretty boy. Once he gets hit by Duno, it's going to be over. It's like that. Turns out it was the other way around. You know, he clips Duno with a couple of hard shots, and Duno was out of there. He was done, you know? So, um, Let me tell you this, uh, Chief Funky. Like, I remember – like, remember how soft-spoken Deloya was, and people called him a wimp, and, oh, look how he talks. And But there's one thing Emmanuel Stewart said that always resonated with me. He's like, once that bell rings, that kid turns into somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the kid we had the fighter meetings with. It's not any of that. Ding, ding. This kid, you look you look at his eyes, he wants to hurt somebody. And I think I see that with Ryan, but I'm not sure yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm kind of holding back a little bit. He called out Teofimo Lopez, kind of saying there's a lot of unanswered questions. He would love to fight Teofimo Lopez. Assuming he goes in there and just destroys Luke Campbell. Is he, would that make him ready for a Teofimo Lopez, in your opinion, or would you hold off? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think that, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Teofimo Lopez is the fucking king right now, okay? There's no question about it. None of these young guys have done what he's done right now. So I would say no. I don't think he would be quite ready, especially if, if you know, well, I guess it all kind of depends on on how he looks here. But I don't think that that well, fight would be made like, immediately. Like, like assuming he, like, that's why I'm, 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 I'm yeah. passing it to you. Uh, like, you know, boom, first down. You know what I mean? Assuming he goes in and just slaughters him, would that warrant a fight with Teofimo Lopez? If he slaughters him? I mean, yeah, there might be a lot of hype behind it. Um, although there's a lot of people crying about Devin Haney and things like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of good fights to be made at 135. Um, but I would like to see, like, I would like to see these guys take the same path that that Teofimo did. Now, this is a good start for, for Garcia. So, I mean, yeah, if he slaughters him, then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk. And I know he's going to be running his mouth after the fight. So, um, but the easiest fight for him would be Devin Haney. They're both on the zone. 
you know? So that's another fight that these guys could have, you know? And by the way, I want to remind everybody, this fight is for the interim WBC champion championship, okay? So if Ryan wins, he'll be the interim WBC champion, okay? So that means we would have Ryan Garcia with a belt. We would have Tank Davis with a regular WBA belt, um, assuming he beats uh, Leo Santa Cruz or Leo Santa Cruz with, with that belt. And then we're going to have Devin Haney with the whole championship, okay, the WBC championship. What a mess that's been created by the WBC. Like, it's not even funny, okay? And and I want to end it with the WBC here, Chief Bucky. The news broke out that starting November, there's a 224-pound weight class. Are you excited? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> starting in November, they're going to move 200, the, the cruiserweight division to 190 pounds. And there'll be another weight class at 224 pounds. And then anything above that will be, you know, basically limitless. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> why do, why do, oh, wow. That's a little weird to me. Um, hey, I, I, I really don't even know what to say about something like that. Um, if anything, they should be trying to get rid the of some of these weight classes. No, I mean, I've heard about something like that, but I didn't hear I wasn't I didn't really get into the details of it. I was I'll be honest with you, man. I was so caught up in the Lomachenko right, versus right, right, Lopez yeah. shit that I just, you know, a lot of stuff kind of went over my head last week. But yeah, they should be focusing on trying to get rid of some of these weight classes instead of adding some. And I mean, I know I'm like I understand why they would do it at the heavyweight division because you know there's there's such a wide gap and weights and stuff like that sometimes during fights, but yeah. it just uh, I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like and it. And by the all. way, uh, I want to thank Black and Brown so as well. Uh, yes, uh, his opponent was arrested, okay? So so Ryan was left without an opponent. It wasn't his fault. And I remember that show, Chief, but it's when we were telling Golden would just pay the kid. They were just going to pay him 25000 Just pay the kid. It's not his fault that his opponent got arrested. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if Duno, like if he doesn't want to fight Duno, it's whatever. Just pay him, pay him the twenty five thousand for doing the training camp or doing every for doing his part. You know what I mean? Like that's how I felt about it, man. Especially with all the money the zone is giving him, giving them, and all that. Just, just pay the kid the twenty five thousand. That's how they were paying the kid. They, they were they were underpaying him for sure. Okay. Yes. But then he then they gave him the contract he wanted. He signed it. He was happy with it. And then the kid comes out. Okay, and and he still makes a fuss. Okay, so I don't blame him for it. Okay, but but at the end of the day, you know, it's whatever. Okay, uh, yes, two hundred twenty-four pound division, man. Let me tell you something right now. Sorry, if I cannot pronounce his name, but um, this guy, the WBC cruiserweight champion, right? Is uh, Yunga Makabu from the, the uh, he is from the Democratic Republic of uh, the Congo. Okay, he is a WBC champion or, uh, at cruiserweight, two hundred pounds. That's the weight class he won the belt at. Okay, now the WBC is lowering it to one hundred and ninety pounds. 
Jones. That's some bullshit. If I'm him, I am suing the fuck out of the WBC. And to be honest with you, this Macabre guys are only shot to stop this shit. I, I, he, we need him to sue. Okay? It may be the only thing that prevents this change, at least in the meantime, from happening. Okay? He needs to sue them. Now he either has to drop, Chief Funky, 10 more pounds to make weight. Well, that's not very healthy, WBC. He needs to dehydrate himself 10 more pounds? That's not really healthy. Oh, oh, oh. He needs to. Okay, so he should fight guys at 224 pounds now? So he should fight guys that are going to weigh in at 224 and then rehydrate back up to 250? Well, that's not really healthy, WBC. You, you, you ain't fixing nothing here. You're just making matters worse is what you're doing. He needs to sue. He needs to sue. Get the word out. This motherfucker, tell your cha big channels. You don't got to give me any credit for saying it. Just say it. He needs to fucking sue. He needs to sue is what he needs to do. Hey, that rhymes. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. He needs to sue is what he's got to do. Who's that with HCP, G-Funky? You know me. That's right. <laughs> Everybody. But, but anyway, um, well, I don't know. It's our only shot, something. I know it, like people have won losses against the WBC. Okay? It has happened. So uh, I'm just saying. All right, but but man, I, I'm getting tired of Suleiman, bro. It's time for the dude to go. Okay. A lot of these says blood calls them brown nosers and don't got the balls to tell this motherfucker. Okay. All right. Say what yes. you want about Ness at the boxing voice. He fucking asked him the right question about the, the about the the belts. Okay. He yes. Pops, he he asked the right questions. I'll give him credit for that. He did. Okay. Um, a lot of these media brownos don't ask him shit. They go to the WBC conventions and, they, you know, they, they like to go to Hawaii and all this shit. Okay, with the money of the blood, sweat, and tears of fighters. Okay, I want to remind you motherfuckers that. Okay? And then they're doing this. This guy doesn't deserve this. And now he has to drop 10 more pounds or fight at 224 against dudes rehydrating for 224. Are you out of your mind? This is some bullshit. All right? Honestly. It's some horse shit right here. What's going on, Chief Funky? I'm just being honest. It's just this is some of the biggest horse shit I've seen in a while. But um, I don't know. Is there anything? What do you think? Should he sue? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be it'd be the right move to make. And uh, yeah, Suleiman, you got to go, man. You're just making you're making things so much worse. And I mean, you're 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 already confusing boxing fans like myself who's a hardcore fan and watches every fight with, with some of the moves that you're making. Like, I mean, I mean, look, look what happened here. Look at 135 Now people are trying to make a controversy out of what's going on with, with Lopez now and the franchise belt, you know, like you make a stupid make believe belt, you know, another guy, it got, got awarded it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's stupid, man. It's just stupid. Some of the moves he's making. I think that this is another stupid move that he made. And, I do hope this guy sues, and I hope that something something definitely gets done about it, man. But Suleiman is is garbage, dumpster juice. Right. Um, Night of Two Aku is asking me to drop the source. Um, okay. Source for you. No sweat, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I thought you were the fact checker, but yeah. <laughs> what's going on here, bro? Like, what's what's I guess we're I missing, gotta be the fact We're missing AJ Ten, man. We gotta put out an Amber Alert, man. I haven't seen that guy in a long time. I haven't seen AJ Ten in a while. 
Um, let me. I don't trust Boxing News Twenty Four or anything, but um, so I'm looking for their. He told Boxing Social, so they're quoting Boxing Social. I'll put it. I'll put it in the chat here for you. There you go. There's your source. Okay. There's your source. Um, it's gonna happen. Starting November. Okay. Um, everyone from Coppinger to a bunch of people have tweeted out. In fact, while I get this, uh, Chief, give give us some thoughts on it. Like two twenty four. What type of problems do you foresee with this, man? I mean, it's going to cause the same problems as every other weight class. We're going to have guys being weight bullies. And these guys, I mean, let me tell you, if if you want to get mad at certain guys in the lower weight classes for being weight bullies, like we are going to see weight bullying to like the 10th power here at <laughs> in the heavyweight division. Like just like you said, guys are going to try to make they're going to they're going to make the 224 weight limit. And come in on the fight weighing like 250, 260, you know, rehydrate like some crazy amount. And it's it's not going to be good, man. It's going to be – it's just going to cause more drama and more unnecessary stuff in the sport. So, I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. But what else do we expect? Look, when boxing starts doing good, look, we had a good fight, two of the best guys in the division fight for Undisputed, and – uh the, the the viewership goes over three million and then this crap comes out. You know, like this is just man, boxing can never seem to get it right for more than a week, right. you know? <laughs> we need a checks and balance. Like in other words, they're like, Oh, we voted on it. Who the fuck voted on it? I think all the sanctioning, like the four sanctioning bodies need to agree to something for it to happen. You know what I mean? If we had that in place, it would be it would be perfect still, but but it, it, it would prevent a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? But then again, like I know a lot of people are and, – and we should. Don't get me wrong. We should. But a lot of us, you know, have just let the WBA regular and super thing slide, right? Everyone keeps saying about, well, well what about Haney? What about, what about Tank? Tank has a regular belt, right, doesn't he? <laughs> He's a regular WBA I believe champion. so. W, WBA. Yeah, WBA. Doesn't that count? They're doing the same thing. The lineage of the regular belt trails all the way back to the 80s and 90s. It has a longer lineage in the super championship. Right? So here's some similarities, and this is why on HCP, okay, back when we had boxing conversations and we had aftermath and we had a puncher's chance, I said it every time, but I said it in a show with you, Chief Monkey, and, and uh, Reggie Owens, okay? I said, watch. They're going to turn this into a, the WBC's version of the Super Championship. It's clear as fuck, okay? Oh, no, but these style. The WBC said it's just the status. It's not a belt. <laughs> and you're going to believe the WBC, right? What happened now? Is Amici, didn't they hand them a, fran- a belt, WBC belt that said franchise on it? Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> right? I thought it was in a belt. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, but, no, no, but, no, 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 but nothing. Suleiman came out and said, no, this is for Undisputed. ESPN said this is for the four belts, right? They're not lying, okay? But they're not being honest either. We know that, okay? I know that is not a, con- that, that, that is not a contradiction, okay? All right? 
because they make the rules. Now, I know that's fucked up, but that's that's the way it is. All right? Us as boxing fans, we know who the man at WBC was, right? He never lost a belt. Now, it's his fault for accepting the status, but he, Lomachenko never lost a belt, okay? Right, exactly. Right. The man that beat the man that beat the man. That's that Steel Fimo Lopez. Everyone knows that. However, we don't have the same energy for WBA regulars because it's been around longer. That's all. When WBA regular first came out, I don't know if you remember this, you funky, but they, first they said, oh, no, no, don't worry. This isn't another bell. You know? Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You, you only become super champion when you've defended the belt 10 straight times. Ain't no motherfucker <laughs> today defending the belt 10 times. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Oh, no. Yeah. It's only when you unify. Well, we know that's bullshit. Guys fight for the WBA Super Championship now anyway. It's it's a regular belt like everybody else. WBC is like, well, what the fuck's the WBA to do that? I want to do that too. <laughs> I, we want two belts too, damn it. Shit. Now, they didn't want to come off as they were copying the WBA. They just want look, I told you guys, you're going to turn around one day and channels everywhere, including us. It's going to be normal talk. Like, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, the, the franchise belt and and, and the, the regular WBC is going to be like nothing, just like the regular WBA today. No one's even going to pay it any mind. That is the world that the WBC has helped to create. It was started by the WBA. And now the WBC is following suit. Okay? It, yep. it's And that's right, ING. WBC wants those sanctioning fees. Make as many champs as possible. All right? That's that, that. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Okay? And now that's what this weight class is about. Um, I'm not happy about it. I think it's ruining the heavyweight division to have it above 224 pounds. You know, uh, these guys, they're going to be weight training themselves and rehydrating up to, two, to the 250s anyway. Hey, Chief Funky, if lightweights go from 135 to the 140s, what, what makes these motherfuckers think these heavyweights are going to rehydrate? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's still going to be just, you know, guys, both guys above the 224 weight limit fighting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> once, once, the, uh, once the bell rings, I mean, the only thing that will make this thing – a little bit better is if they say, you know what, we're gonna have same day weigh-ins. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, that would be better, but I still wouldn't like it. Yeah, no, I'm still That's not bullshit. on board with it, but but that might make things a little. You know, you won't be able to do the the things that we're talking about. You know, look man, with that, but it's still other, it's still ridiculous. The other sanctioning bodies need to step up, man, and say nah. Okay, they're not. They're gonna want their sanctioning. You know what I mean? They're gonna want their fees too. Okay. But they they have to step up, man. ING, I have no idea. What's going on, Drew Titan, Black Caesar? How's it going, guys? That I have no fucking clue what they're gonna call it. You know. <laughs> Watch them call G Funky, what do they call it? The heavyweight division from 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 uh from one ninety and up to two twenty four. What do they call that heavyweight division? What would you do? What would you say? <sighs> I have no idea what they would call that. I mean, there's already and then a light. Above two twenty four will be super heavyweight. Yeah, I guess it would. What would they call it? Just just heavyweight, and then super heavyweight. I, I mean, there's already it, light heavyweight. They can call it super <laughs> cruiser. You know, um, they can do that. 
you know, I guess. <laughs> Super cruiserweight, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know uh, I always but, felt but, like I always felt like they should switch those around, cruiserweight and light heavyweight. You know, like because I mean, you, you got light heavyweight and then you got cruiserweight and then it's heavyweight. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just weird, you know. I gotta be honest, man. This pisses me off, bro. Like it really does. Like it pisses yeah. me off. Um, it's fucking with the history of the heavyweight division. Yes. Okay. Well, what else is what else is new? Who's gonna fight Joshua and Fury if if all these guys can go down to two twenty four the day before and just rehydrate? I'll tell you who fight him. Butterbean. <laughs> He's a super heavyweight. You know, he'll he'll come in. You know, right in that weight weight class, and he'll fight those dudes. You know, that's. I mean, I don't know who else. There's nobody else really that big. I mean, Wilder's usually not. Over 224, so... This is I mean, bullshit, bro. L- l- let me tell you something. This is fucking with our sport. This is fucking with our history. Okay? That's what this is doing. Yes. Pa- what makes... I'll tell you right now, G-Funky, you, you know which weigh-ins I look forward to the most? The only ones I watch. Heavyweights. Yeah, heavyweights. Do you know why? Yeah, because, you know, you want to see... You know um, the the difference in the bodies because we've seen it before. We've seen guys weigh twenty to thirty pounds more than another guy. So, I mean, yeah, in the heavyweight division, it it matters, you know, to see that. Like the the culture of the weight uh, weigh in, which I never understood why they do it the day before. You could do you could do heavyweights the day of, really. Yeah, yeah. But but that's whatever. But um, which is, I always found it funny that Severn said he was dehydrated for the Wilder fight. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You Why? Are you fucking stupid? What the <laughs> fuck? No, but, 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 um, but now you're going to have that though. You're going to have guys saying they were dehydrated and that's why they lost the fight. It's all this stupid shit, bro. You're going to have catchwits now, right? A guy that can't make 224. It's going to call out a guy under that. And it's going to be, you know, like, oh, well, okay. Well, you, you have to make 226 then. How about that? Or, you know what I mean? Or if you come down to fight me, you got to weigh in a 224 or 223 and a half or all this dumb shit. Like, that we didn't have to worry about at heavyweight. What makes heavyweight weigh-ins fun, it's not like the other weight class where these guys are sucking nothing, okay? And they look like skeletons and shit, like, you know, like, you know, and then they start sucking on Gatorade and because that's all it is. They're weighing on the dot and that's all it is. At heavyweight, all right, you could look at the strategy of these fighters and get a sense of what they're planning to do. It becomes in a little lighter. Maybe he just wants to move around the ring a little more, have more stamina. You know what I mean? If he comes in a little heavier, maybe he feels he needs to have a little more snap on his punches against a certain opponent. Whatever it is that there was a science to that, they're fucking all that up. Okay? Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. It used to be like that in every weight class. When it was only eight weight classes, that's the way it was. Okay? Because they weren't weighing in on the fucking diet. It was same-day weigh-ins, okay? All you got to do is go back, look at a Sugar Robinson, or look at a whoever, okay? You name them, okay? Go back and look at their fights. Look at how they weighed. They never weighed on the dot 160. They were 156. They were 152. They were 157. It depended on the opponent they were fighting, okay, as far as the weight goes, there was a such thing as a small middleweight and a big middleweight. There was a such thing as a small welterweight, big 
you know, welterweight, etc. When Robinson first went up to heavy to to middleweight, I'm sorry, he was weighing in in the high 140s, low 150s. Okay, because he wanted that speed advantage over those big middleweights, etc. Now we still kind of have that today, but but we don't know their weight. Okay, and it, it, the science of it's a little different because now what they do, they they dehydrate themselves and then they rehydrate. Okay, they don't weigh the same the night of the fight. Okay, but a lot of times they don't give us the same day weigh-ins. Right, but at heavyweight, at the very least, you funky, we had that. Now yeah. they're, they're taking that away. They're taking it away from us. You know what I mean? They have fucked up the heavyweight division, at least in the WBC side. It's not the end of the world, but it kind of is. You know? Any yeah. final words about this, Steve Funky? My final words are this. I agree with everything you just said. You know, they messed up the heavyweight division. And if there's ever a time that, you know, the government should step in and try to take control of boxing and get rid of these sanctioning bodies and just have one damn belt, or at the most two. Like, this is the time to do it, man. They're just, they're getting too carried away with the belts, especially the WBC recently. I mean, they want to create a whole new division so they can have a whole new champion there with, I mean, I mean, again, there's going to be a, a, a diamond WBC at 224. There's going to be an interim at the, at the, the 224. There's going to be a regular at 224. There's going to be a franchise at 224. I mean, Andy Ruiz are just going to give, probably give him a, an Aztec or a Mayan belt or something like that. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. If there's ever there's a time. Belt. Yeah. If there's ever a time that they need to step in and, and take control of this of this madness, it's now, man. Now is the time. Yeah. And you know, I've got to be honest with you, Funky. Um, the boxing deaths, most of them are either because of mismatches or dehydration. Okay? Mm-hmm. So WBC could brag all they want about getting rid of 15 rounds and saying they win so all they fucking want. They haven't made the sport safer because of it. Okay? And I still stand by what I say. If a guy makes the weight, I never call guys weight bullies and none of that because, hey, man, if they're, if they're going, if they're playing by the rules, if they're making the weight the day before, and they're not cheating or anything, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I would still have same day weigh-ins. I would cut back on the amount of weight classes because that's not healthy, right? But yes. now, Chief Funky, you're gonna have dehydrated heavyweights, <laughs> right? So if something bad happens to some boxers, it's on you, Suleiman. It's on you, WBC. Like I'm just saying, these motherfuckers hit like Mack trucks, and I gonna have them de- dehydrated. Because if you think a dude that right now boxes at 230 pounds, okay, isn't going to just, you know, lose those extra pounds and then rehydrate the next day, then you're out of your mind. If you don't think guys fighting the 240s, 250s are going to just lose those pounds and then rehydrate again, you're out of your mind. That's what they're going to fucking do. All right? You're out of your mind, dude. And you know what else you've done to those guys in the 200s? You fucked them over. So a guy that weighs 210, 220, or 215, 210, dropping to 200, now it's going to be fighting a motherfucker that drops from 260 down to fucking 224 and then rehydrates back up. You haven't made shit safer. safer. 
You haven't like you know how many boxers right now have it to a sign over a thousand cruiserweights right now have it to a science fighting at 200 pounds and you're just gonna lower it to 190. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Now, what I would do to just you know, and Tony values behind us too. He's the guy that advised them this is the best thing to do, right? <laughs> well, fuck you, Tony Value. How about that? All right. Yeah, this does nothing. This is this is pure, one hundred percent dumpster juice, man. That's all I can yeah, say. This is fucking stupid. Is what it is. You tell me. Not to mention, there's not enough talent around that area to make another fucking division. Okay, there isn't. There isn't enough talent. On top of that, now the Ghost Board members. Who who the fuck's voting for the WBC? Who are these guys? Who elects them? Who decides them? You know what I mean? This is some more shit. Yeah, right? we need we need to know. We need names. <laughs> Who are these guys? Can can, I, can they come on HCP? Can can a board member come to HCP? Yeah, bring them on. Explain this madness to us, please. This is some serious bullshit. Is what this is. So, it is what it is, man. With that said, Chief Fucking, we've had a great show. I want to thank everybody. All right. And I want to ask the chat, who's down with HCP? Everybody. That's okay? right. That's right. That's the answer, by the way, everybody. All right. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Or you know me, one or the other. You know what I mean? Um, what's your dog's name, Chief Funky? His name is Bingo. <laughs> Bingo! Look, look at that neon pool, bro. All that <laughs> money from winning the fight. You know what I'm talking about? I should okay. name him Dollar. I should name him Dollar now after all this money I've been making, you know? <laughs> That's right. A-Rod says, you know me. You know what I mean? Not to cool and say, I guess he's not down with ATP. You know what I mean? It's all good. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> ATP in the house, you know me. There we go. All right. Um, Chief Funky, give us some final words. And by the way, guys, make sure you tune in Thursday. Leave it in the ring round table. Should be some fun stuff. Give us some final words. Okay, Ric Flair, I mean, uh, Chief Funky. <laughs> That's right, man. Make sure you're there for the round table on Thursday. Uh, don't forget HCP Uncensored on my channel here on YouTube. That's Chief Funky Boxing. We will be talking. This is It's your guys' opportunity to come and speak with us about anything. I got a topic in mind. And um, you can come. Let me know if you want to come on the panel. I will send you an email. My email is gfunky84 at uh, gfunkyboxing84 at gmail. So if you want to come on and speak with us, we will be talking about Lopez and Devin Haney and all that stuff that's going on. But, um, man, I'm having a ball this week. I, I love it, man. Let me let me show you how much fun I'm having this week, man. Look, Check this out. The whole time I've been doing this show, look at this. I've been watching the fight. <laughs> I can't get enough of this fight, man. I just, I cannot get enough of it. I mean, we told you guys this was going to happen. You didn't believe us. And now look at you. You're running. You're, you're, you're hiding. You're too scared to come show your face after you, you personally attacked us for months you know, being so arrogant about Lomachenko and how he's going to take this kid to school and all this and that. Oh. And, and we just said, okay, don't worry about oh, it. Lomachenko. Uh-huh. 
You don't know what right. you're talking about. Yeah, showing highlights and oh, the Loma Loma Tango's going to be spinning you, around. You, 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 it, you five know. foot six, you know, fat Hispanic eating taco Hispanic. You don't know anything about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not like Latinos fucking kick ass in boxing, motherfuckers. What? All right. <laughs> That's right. What, and, what happened um, to the Eastern European wave, dominant wave, by the way? What happened? Yeah, I think they're, they're they're doing be it, it's better BF and Bivol the only two like you see Euros with belts right now. I think so because the young man just lifted four belts off of Lomachenko. <laughs> just I like told you guys, I wouldn't even get all the Latin countries. I wouldn't even count the Latinos in the USA. We'll just go with Mexico. Mexico against all of Eastern Europe. Let's count the world belts. Yeah. If you want to talk about just that alone, like USA will whoop your ass, but let's not go there. Let's just go with Mexico, right? Dominant no. tour. Are you kidding me right uh, now? Uh, but D-Style, you don't understand. There's a conspiracy against the, the Eastern Europeans, all right? <laughs> D-Style, stop talking like that. You're going to have a you know a heart attack, D-Style. Your voice sounds a little too manly, okay? You're like, okay. <laughs> oh. It's not my fault the Bills lost, okay? It's not my fault, D-Style. Like, like, get the fuck out of here. Guys, we've, okay. we've heard it all this weekend, and, and there's plenty more to come. And guess what? G-Funk and D-Style, we're going to be handing out Crow for the rest of the year. You guys, we're still looking for a lot of you guys that haven't came back. But to close it out, I'm going to say this, man. All right? Since I'm on my Ric Flair drip tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got the Rolex, I got the diamond ring on, you know. I just stepped out the limousine. I got the uh, neon lights. Out. I got the neon lights going on in the back. So this is Nature Boy G Funk. All right. That's what you that's what you, that's what you're listening to right now. And let me tell you like this. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. No, 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 And Tiafimo beat the that, man. That was an atrocious. Know? That was an atrocious Ric Flair. Okay. Let, 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 okay, try it again. Try it again. <laughs> All right, let me see. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to have the woo. Uh, it ain't no Ric Flair. There's no woo. Okay, like that's so one more there. try. I was getting there. All right. Yeah. To beat be the man. man. Woo! Woo! You gotta beat the man. And go. Neofimo Lopez beat the man. Woo! Big thought. Well, it says Black American Latino run boxing hands down. Damn. You know what's up, you senoros? You know what I mean? It ain't our fault. You guys keep losing. Like it's not. it's not. It's not my fault. Okay, it's not. All right. <laughs> Don't tell me Mexicans always get the favorable benefit of the doubt when when Marcus needed needed four shots at Pacquiao to get a fucking win, and he had to knock him out to do it. Okay, are you fucking shitting me right now? Right? I'm just saying. But with that said, okay, everybody knows if you're the A side, that's when you have the advantage. Okay, but even then. Sometimes it's not the case, but it's an A side, B side thing. It has nothing to do with, there's not a, we don't need an unsolved mysteries episode about the conspiracy against Eastern Europeans. I just don't think it's necessary. You think it's necessary, G Funky? No. All right. All right. With that said, this is D style boxing. And what do we say, G Funky? Keep it boxing. That's right. Keep it boxing. Woo! Panic-causing panic, panic. Lascano! Ah!